Welcome to Drunk Sports. I'm Matt Sherry. I'm Wes Strange. Okay. Oh, that was weird. Um, so today we're going to talk about the NBA, um, of course. So I think we've made a decision. Can we? Like, we're only going to talk about basketball now because we basically we're only talking about it. If something else comes up, we can talk about it. That's fine. But if you expect anything else besides basketball, you are you're going to be sorely mistaken. Wrong podcast. Wrong podcast. So. <laughs> That's that's what it's going to be, no problem at all. Okay. Looking for a name still. Looking for a name, a rebrand. So I'll have to go through and switch everything about it in iTunes. I don't know if I can or not or what's going to happen with that, but we'll figure it out. Yeah. So, I don't know. We shall see. Uh, okay. Oh, I need to pull up. Yes. All right. So first, we're going to talk about the best teams. Uh, the Hawks are the new IT team. Zach Lowe's finally getting his wish. Oh, I'm going to point that to you a little bit. Oh, is that what's going on? Is this not all the way in? All right. All right, whatever. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's cut. Um, so the Hawks uh, are on a crazy win streak, losing to a couple of bad teams because that's what happens in the NBA. You just lose occasionally. Um, and then we have your dubs who if they go 30 and 5 the last 10 teams to do such has won a championship yeah dubs so. are rolling mm-hmm. uh, actually yeah I had the, what did I see so they became the first team to sweep a 6 game homestand mm-hmm. with an average winning margin of 20 plus points is that good? since the Bulls did it in the 95-96 season. So, it's pretty awesome. So, one guy's part of both of those teams? Is that what you're saying? But they're still number two in the pairing. <laughs> number two. <laughs> Hawks, baby. Hawks. And then, uh, another top team in the West just got a a big upgrade from Tayshawn Prince to Jeff Green. Now, Jeff Green is not a franchise player. No. But we, we've learned that. This situation, I think, is perfect for him, though. Just in general. Because... I mean, he he basically just has to hit corner threes, and then if he gets the ball, he'll already be slashing to the hoop and make crazy athletic plays. Yeah, no, I agree. I think he's obviously a guy willing to shoot the ball. Yes. But Tayshaun would do anything but take a tough shot. <laughs> He'd be scared, except for a random big corner three that you thought he was going to miss when he took it. I'm interested to see how it works because Jeff Green doesn't really like the corner three. Mm-hmm. He chooses to shoot everything above the the break on the threes so that'll be interesting if he shoots corner threes then he should make a high percentage right I think it's more of just because how he was used in general in, in Boston where he had to be kind of a primary ball handler right so you don't get as many corner threes that way I think he'll trust the Grizzlies more than he did a losing Celtics team yeah I think and so just too play his role <laughs> that sounds about right to me I mean I like the Grizzlies a lot now I know you, you're you still probably off autumn. Well, I'm going to wait to see what happens. Uh-huh. If he becomes a, a real threat offensively... Because they really just took their big weakness on the starting lineup. They were placed him with a above-average NBA player. Yeah, this, this is... Good. I mean, obviously this is a win for the, the Grizzlies. Uh-huh. I don't know how big of a win it is. Is this going to make me feel like they're going to beat the Dubs in a seven game? I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how good... Their offense is with Jeff Green. We'll see. I mean... Tayshaun was worthless. Yes. He was terrible. They they didn't put him in crunch time. They lost Quincy Pondexter, who they stopped playing anyway. I don't know how they were playing Tayshaun Prince 25 minutes a game. (laughs) How are you masking this guy? (laughs) And I don't think it's a downgrade in defense either. I think Jeff Green is just as good a defender now. The Tayshaun Obviously a win. Um... They really needed an offensive player, so I don't see how they could lose in this. It's just how much they gain. I don't know. And the other big West team is the Blazers. Damian Lillard keeps making top ten player plays every day. I think he's my favorite player to watch in the NBA right now. Yours, I'm sure, is still Curry. But Curry, well, Curry can be kind of boring sometimes. 
Because he actually plays like a point guard, and uh-huh. he'll just there'll be games where he just passes the ball nonstop, mm-hmm. gets fifteen assists. He never finishes at the rack like Damian Lillard. There's yeah. some point guards like Russ, Damian, uh-huh. who just refuse to play traditional point guard, uh-huh. and they're gonna try to dunk on everyone and mm-hmm. do stupid stuff. No, he's like he's the real deal. <laughs> he's so much fun to watch. I can't. How does Weber State get this guy? That's what I don't understand. And. He he never made an impact. Like, I don't remember seeing. Like, did they make the tournament ever? I I don't I don't remember ever watching him play at Weber State. Yeah, like you think a guy like that is just good enough where they're going to win their conference, and you'll see him go off for thirty points and lose in a first round game or something. But there are like Coach K. Like I watched the, like when Coach K and Bayheim they had a panel of some of the top coaches, and you know some of these top recruits like the top. After the top 25, really, almost anybody could get some of these recruits, like 26 through 50 or even 50 through 100. Mm-hmm. Like, you never know how good some of these players are. There's going to be a lot of busts coming out of high school that were ranked in the top 50. Right. And then there's going to be a lot of 51 through 100 who just are way better than you ever expected. Well, and also there's just like, someone could be a crazy athlete and you're like, well, they're an athlete. They'll figure out the rest of it, but they just don't know how to play the, basketball. Yeah, and Some then there's guys who aren't great athletes, like phenomenal athletes, but just know how to play basketball. Like Kyle Korver, Doug McDermott, know how to play basketball. I yeah. know those are two white guys, but and they're they're, <laughs> cool. they're coachable. Yeah, like neither of them are good defenders, but they can do enough to annoy the other team. Korver like, plays his role. Yes. And that's what Jeff Green needs to do. Like, yeah. play your role in an offense. Corver mm-hmm. just shoots threes. Like, that's what he does. He shoots threes. He comes around comes around screens, opens. Anytime they double-team him, he's passing out of it, and then they have an open shot because trust, they're yeah, willing passer. He's not going to take dumb, long two-pointers all game. Right. Like Tayshaun Prince. He's, just <laughs> <laughs> he's not going to put up one fake and then bounce. No, nah, bro. Take one bounce in. No, nah, bro. I'm going to put this on the floor and shoot a 21-footer. 20, <laughs> <laughs> the Kirk Heinrich. <laughs> no, this doesn't feel right. Let me get closer. Yes. Uh, so, do you think Andrew Bogut will stay in the Dubs lineup? Oh, yeah, yes, too. I I don't know if you saw what Mark Jackson said where he's they asked him about Andrew Bogut and he said that he thinks a rim protector is overrated. But Who did? Mark Jackson? Yeah. No, I think they play. I mean, who are they going to start in the five over Bogut? I think it makes sense. Well, no, is he going to stay healthy? That's all. Oh, is he still, <laughs> well, that... I hope so. Because they probably need him to win a title. They need him. Especially in the West, it, each, each team has one big guy that... They would have they to, have. They'd have to shoot out of their minds to win. Festus Azili is not stopping Dwight Howard in the post. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not afraid of the Rockets. I'm, sh- I'm no. sure the Rockets will. It's really more of the Grizzlies when you have two big guys. Like, you hope Draymond Green can do enough to stop Zebo. Yeah, he'll get ate up by Zebo. Right. But, like, he'll have to because otherwise he's on Marcus Hall and he's going to get eaten up by Marcus Hall, too. Yeah. Well, they'll get, yeah, they'll get crushed in the post either way. Mm-hmm. They're just going to have to outshoot the Grizzlies. They're very capable of doing They can. They can. Is is the Dubs how you would construct a team? Just try to find as many shooters as possible? I don't know. They don't... Well, I guess... You know, Harrison Barnes is actually... Jeff Green should take notes from him, too, because he's actually changed his game, and he's not trying to be Michael Jordan anymore. He's just Mm -hmm. trying to make open shots and then pass the ball when he doesn't have an open shot. So... He's not really... I wouldn't call him, like, a shooter. Like, I think when they got him, they thought he was more than he is. Yeah. But now he's actually turned into a pretty good spot-up shooter. But I think right. the way the way they did it, they got pretty good balance. They got two good post players. David Lee can score. Not much of a defensive player. No. Spates is a good role player off the bench. Yeah. And then they got the two shoot the two main splash brothers. I haven't watched the dubs in a little bit. Is, is Spates still on his... Uh... Spates... <laughs> Still on his role of, of taking the shot every time he can. He's calmed down a little bit. <laughs> Just a little but bit? He still, he loves his shots. Which isn't bad because the second unit really struggles. Needs offense. For offense. That's the one thing. They're actually, I think they're lacking some scoring in areas. Like, their bench is pretty pitiful. 
What's David Lee doing? He he's uh, working on getting traded, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like he wouldn't be bad for that second group. Play Spates and Lee. There's a lot of teams that have could two use. black holes in the post. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah, no, that's not terrible. I think he's going to get traded in a way. Um, what do they need? What do you want? They they well, they need a probably a a wing scorer for the backups because right now they got. Barbosa who doesn't really play. Livingston can't really. He can trade shots sometimes. He's not a scorer. When he's though. feeling it, but he's not a scorer. He can get you 12 a game if you give him enough minutes, but that's like it. Like, no, yeah. He's going to get you eight. If he gets you, you want him to get you some assists. You, you want him to get a couple threes and four assists or something. But he doesn't have anybody on the wing to really pass the ball to. No. Because Iguodala comes off the bench now, right? Iggy comes in, and you know when Iggy, he's kind of streaky. Sometimes he can get going, but most of the time he's just a defender. Mm-hmm. I think they could use an upgrade. I don't know, but really, there's other than like they go in some droughts. But when when Curry and Clay go to the bench together, that's that's a problem. Yeah, like they can't do it. It's really hard to find buckets. Mm-hmm. They could have used a guy like Jeff Green, really. Was that your phone going on? I touched my phone and that's my <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's it. Maybe I can take my phone's in my pocket. No, didn't change anything. <laughs> oh, it's because it's charging. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Learn something new every day, folks. All right. Uh, so next, uh, the Grizzlies made a trade. Uh, oh, the Knicks have made it know that Calderon and Bargnani are available. You interested in either of those guys? For the Cavs? Yeah, or anybody. Cavs should just take anyone that can get their hands on. Probably. Bargnani? <laughs> Bargnani is going to be your new rim protector. Take and roll. Bargnani <laughs> just sticks around the top of the key. You just want someone to hang out with, uh, what's it, Della Dova? You get Calderon and Della Dova hanging out. That'd be an awkward relationship, probably. Yeah. I'm still on the J.R. Smith, Della Vendova. I think that's going to be an awesome relationship. <laughs> we're going to be, like, best buds. <laughs> so we're talking about the Jeff Green trade. Other things that happened to it. Austin Rivers went to Boston. Um, Russ Smith also to the Grizz, but I don't know if he's going to do anything. Russ! I don't know if he'll ever be a Nate Robinson, uh, just get a bunch of buckets all of a sudden type scorer. And you could bench him if he sucks. I don't know. I, you know, I haven't really watched him play in the league. I I didn't know he played at all. So I, I loved him at Louisville. Mm-hmm. But the league's a whole other animal. Yes. He's, he's kind of too small. I have a feeling he's probably... I mean, if he's anything like Austin Rivers, then they just picked up two awful players. <laughs> uh, well, Russ Smith is on the Grizzlies. Oh, okay. Yeah. Austin um, Rivers and Tayshaw went to Boston. I think. Or no, did Tayshaun go to New Orleans? I, I All right, so Tayshaun's going to be cut yeah. at the end of the year. Austin Rivers is cut, and he may go to the L.A. Clippers. <laughs> yeah, well, I wanted to talk about that. <laughs> if, if they pick up Austin Rivers, I think it's time to be like, all right, coach, we're taking you away from player operations if you just picked up your son. Yeah, you sure? I, I couldn't even get a training camp. And my, uh, <laughs> uh, the Clippers thought it was a good idea. Doc said no. <laughs> Doc did not say no to Austin Rivers. He said no to Hassan Whiteside, who's now averaging a double-double from the Miami Heat. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think if Doc makes this Rivers trade, it's time to take I don't think I think, I think it's just a free agent, but, like, it's still awful. Yeah, it's still... You don't need You know what? Maybe, maybe there will be a pick sent to Boston, because they need one. So you uh, you assembled the next four years of their picks. <laughs> Do you want to go through them? Yeah, this is awesome. Uh... So the summary for the next four years is 12 first-round picks and eight second-rounders in the next four years. And in the next two drafts, they have seven first-round picks and six second-round. That's good. What the hell do you do with all these picks? Like, They're going to take a big advantage of the D-League. Have a whole roster for the next two years of first and second round picks. If you sign thirteen, you can't even sign thirteen players. Like, 
What are you doing? Well, some of these people are not no longer going to be Celtics that are currently. And so I'm looking team. at the current roster. So they have 15 players on the roster. Uh-huh. Tyler Zeller's staying. James Young's staying. Olinick, Zeller. Smart. Olinick. Avery Bradley. You got to say Zeller, too. Yeah, I said him. Too. Okay, yeah. So they have, a, they have seven or eight. That, NBA uh, players. Jay Crowder. I like Jay Crowder. Yeah, Crowder. Some of these guys, I think they could maybe just get rid of. Marcus Thornton's gone. Evan Turner is probably gone. gone. Gerald Wallace is gone. James Young is a maybe. Austin Rivers and Prince are probably already gone. Phil Pressy has gone. Brandon Bass is going to be traded probably this so year. So I would say they have eight players that are probably going to stay on the roster. Yeah. So they have seven places to fill, and they have 14. Well, I imagine like some of these you have to combine with each other to get like a number one overall pick. Like, Can you trade five <laughs> first-round picks in the next two years? For the number one overall, to get Jaleel Okafor. So basically, like, just trade away your next three first round picks. I don't even know if you could do that. Though. Like, no, you just have to hit have picks in two years. So like, if you have a first round pick this year, oh, screw this! Then, or if you don't have one this year, then you can have you have to have one next year. But since they have seven, they could they could basically trade six of those in the next two years to get. Oh, so cool. actually, cool. I, I did screw this up a little bit. So, all right, so they have two first-rounders this year that they're going to get. Okay. So I forgot, based on the restrictions. All right. So let me reorder this real quick. Sorry. No problem. Okay, yeah, this is when it gets wild. All right, so they have two first-round picks this year. In 2015. They have five first-round picks in 2016. Right, so, so maybe like, they could do something. You there. could trade one of your picks or both your picks this year and four of the picks from 2016 <laughs> to say well, we want Jaleel Okafor. <laughs> like, oh my god! And how would you say no if you're a team though, right? Like, all right, we're getting a whole roster of <laughs> new players. Maybe they could just work it out with the to, 76ers. Give it to like, the hey, Sixers. You guys like, want hey, some what's more up? Picks? It's probably gonna be the Knicks, but the Knicks don't even have theirs, do they? No, the Knicks probably have zero picks. They're in a terrible <laughs> So maybe they can do something with the Knicks. Yeah, like, hey, Knicks, what's up? It's pretty, I have no idea what to get. I'm interested to watch this to see what Danny Ainge does. <laughs> I mean, it's a crazy amount of assets. 20, uh, yeah, there's 20 assets that he could trade away, basically. <laughs> Is that not good? But, I mean, if you look at their roster, it's just pathetic. So they need a ton of help. They'll have to be good enough next year, I think, to try to keep, uh, what's his name? The coach. Oh, yeah. Brad Stevens? Brad Stevens. I like Brad Stevens a lot. I think I think that team has no business to be as like as good on an NBA floor as they are. They're in way too many games for how oh, lack of talent is. they are. <laughs> yeah, Brad Stevens is awesome. I, I hope he leaves, though, and goes to do when Coach K hangs it up. That's gonna be a while. You better hope the Celtics get good though, so they can stay. He can stick around because otherwise he's gonna go he's to in, Indiana. Oh gosh, don't go to Indiana. Take Tom Green's job. He might leave Indiana for Duke. Anyway. <laughs> maybe. Maybe, awesome. maybe not. We'll see what happens. Uh, 2016 should be a lot of fireworks for the Celtics. Yes, that is true. Um, so. The Cavs are continuing to struggle. Um, do you have anything that needs to change with the Cavaliers? Well, number one, LeBron's going to get back. <laughs> well, he said he's on his comeback trail. What are you, D-Rose? You're, you're gone for 10 games. You don't have to announce to your fans, I'm coming back, folks. No, he, he needs to, man. Everyone's been concerned about LeBron. <laughs> Dude, he, he went on a football trip. It's cool. Uh, I wouldn't want to play with the Cavs anyways. But uh, LeBron healthy is by far the number one thing. Who's a worse GM? LeBron the GM or Duck the GM? <laughs> I still I think LeBron's still good. I still trust this team. Uh, Kyrie Irving, has, he's basically done whatever he wants for the Cavs the last couple of years. Uh-huh. He's never really been on a team that's had any goals. Do you still stand by your top five point guard in two years? Yes. Or top point guard, what are you saying? 
I said top five. He's already close to top five because there really aren't a lot of good point guards. He is where he's going to be, though. Like I don't think he's going to get better. I think he's going to get better, and they're going to have to be. If these guys win a championship, Kyrie's going to have to grow up and become non-selfish, which I think he can. If you play with a guy like LeBron who shares the ball, eventually it's going to wear off on the team like it always does. Who's been more immature, him or Kevin Love? I don't know. I think Kevin Love, it's been way harder on Kevin Love because he's the guy that's been having to guard these huge dudes that he just can't guard. <laughs> he cannot and he's guard crushed. anybody. He's getting crushed on defense, and then they're not passing the ball where he needs it on offense. It's just been a terrible experience. They're going to lose Kevin Love if they don't start using him like they should. Yeah, I think everyone's a little bit overreacting because, like, oh, he hasn't signed yet, he hasn't signed yet. He just said, like, recently, like, I'm waiting for the cap to go before I sign the contract, which is smart. No, yeah. yeah. Well, he Wait till the yeah, money yeah. goes up huge, and then I can get a lot of money. Yeah, but he can still walk away and sign a one-year deal with somebody else. Yes, he can. Um, but uh, I still try, like, they're they're awful right now, and it's going to mm-hmm. be at least two months before they look anything like a contender. I didn't hear the full um, context around this quote, but it said, a reporter... Uh, talking to David Blatt says, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Love, they are two max players. They're here. And Blatt, Blatt interrupted and said, Kevin Love's not a max player yet. Yeah, and then it goes on. Like, it was blown out of... Like, he, he goes on the quote and he goes, is he? And then he's like... Basically, he was saying he's a four-year... He's a max four-year contract, but he right. didn't get a five-year max because they gave it to Rubio. Mm-hmm. So he's really not the most maximum <laughs> of a player... <laughs> But there was more to the quote, and it, like it was, they blew it up, and like it was just it was him. Out of context. Like, it was just him, like trying to get the actual facts straight. Yeah, he, he made a mistake in responding to this guy. He should have said, "Shut up." But yeah, it sounded terrible. Yeah, and when you make Kevin Love, that's not like, you can't make Kevin Love look. Kevin Love's stupid. a bit of a baby. He like he, he doesn't like that whole like. He needs to feel respected. He is what he is. He's. He's a great shooter in the NBA. Yes. And you need to treat him like that, and you need to run offensive sets for him. And you just can't make the... You can't turn this guy into a pick-and-roll specialist. Trade him to the dubs for David Lee and some change. You might as well... If you're not going to use him, you might as well trade him. (laughs) (laughs) Wouldn't that be crazy if the dubs got him somehow, so they're not... They like they want to go small, so they play Draymond Green and Kevin Love sometimes. He might be on the market. Five shooters. He might be on the market next year. We'll see. But yeah. I still trust the Cavs. LeBron's the best player in the East. Still. Oh, are you not saying he's the best player in the league anymore? Not right now. No. Even right now, I'm saying he's the best player in the East. I don't care. No, no, that's fine. But not in the NBA anymore. Well, right now, guys like Steph Curry. I, I'm not I'll saying MVP this year. I'm just saying, best player in the league. Best play. Well, the way LeBron's played so far this year, he's not the best player in the league. Okay. Steph Curry's played a lot better. Harden's played better. LeBron's just not impacting the game like he should be. No. And we'll see. We'll see. Is he starting to eat carbs again? Maybe he'll get that back after his injury. Or. <laughs> but the Bulls have never beat him in a series in the playoffs. They still got to go through Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Well, they might not have to. They're going through Cleveland. The fifth seed's not knocking off. Well, they might not have to, but yeah, it, it depends on if they. I don't see. Split, there's uh, a lot of teams that I don't see knocking off LeBron in the playoffs. But I could see the Hawks doing it. I don't think the Hawks can knock them off. I could see the no- Hawks see, beating almost any team. The Bulls are really the only team I could see knocking at LeBron out of the playoffs because he's a different animal in the playoffs. Bulls are the only team that could do it. I think. Yeah, I don't see the Raptors doing it. Well, I could see the Hawks doing it just because of Bud. Because the, the Hawks play just like the Spurs. Yeah. So, that, that's the only reason. Like The two teams that I've seen kind of dong whip LeBron have been the Spurs. If they, yeah, if they don't change their offense in the postseason when it becomes tight, Yeah. if they can keep the ball moving like the Spurs and just trust it, they're yeah. going to be tough to beat. Exactly, but things tighten up in the playoffs a lot of times. They don't have the they don't have the wing defender that the Spurs did either. Yeah, Kawhi. Yeah, Kawhi. Yeah, they don't have Kawhi. Awesome. Yeah, they don't have anyone that could. 
but we'll see. Um, what are we going to talk about next? Uh, we could talk about uh, Hassan Whiteside. He put up a big uh, a big game against the Clippers, and he had this to say as we were heard I, I couldn't even get a training camp invite. Uh, the Clippers thought it was a good idea. Doc said no. <laughs> That's good. That's good every time. Uh, what did he draw? Forty-two points or something on that? Uh, I think it was like twenty-six and eighteen. Oh, it was forty-two fancy points. Yeah. Yeah, it's like twenty-six and eighteen or something. Like crushed him. Like I watched the entire highlight package. Ninety percent of it was wide open dunks. Like he was just getting the ball and dunking it. Like all right. There was one. There was one awesome one where he put the ball up, got blocked by DeAndre, got the ball back, and then baby hooked it over him. And again, I was like, yeah, stick it to him. Nice. It's not like the uh, Clippers need another big man, though, so... I think it's a great story, uh, Yeah. But I th- I th- there's got to be a reason he... I listened to that list of teams he's Yeah, for. so I'll go through it. You assembled the, the list. So he got drafted by the Kings. Um, a lot of Kings fans said he was just too small, like he was getting bullied down low because he's too skinny. Then uh, f- in those two years, he basically played for the D-League Reno Bighorns, and then the next year he played for Sioux Falls, and then also the Rio Grande Valley Vipers, that's the Houston team that puts up like 100 threes a game. And then uh, he went to Lebanon that year, then China, then back to Lebanon, but a different Lebanese team than the first time. Then he played in the Chinese second division, is that what that is? I don't know what that is, but he bounced back and forth between Lebanon and China, guys. (laughs) Yeah, then uh, in 2014 he played with the Iowa Energy where he was kicking ass, and the Miami Heat picked him up, and uh, he's been pretty awesome. I've seen other interviews with him, and they're all like kind of like that where he's like still like embarrassed and like doesn't know how to talk to reporters, which makes you feel good. Um, but we'll see. Uh, the Heat suck now, so. Yeah, this is, I mean, he's not playing for a good team, right? He, yeah. he could go play for the 76ers, I'm sure. But there's obviously been a lot of teams that have seen this kid play and have given up on him. Right. So there's there's obviously some issues with his game or self-confidence. Absolutely. I mean, I think the other thing is, like, uh, that, um, that big guys who aren't, impact right away it's like easy to give up on him because like we need you to at least rebound the ball if you don't rebound the ball you're fucked so you never know I think it's on ESPN News um Wes is trying to check out the Duke game forgot gosh it's killing me yeah it's on news because the other game's running late um so yeah I I like Hassan Whiteside um Oh, what I was going to say is, so someone was like, yeah, but these toys never worked out. Like, Jeremy Lin didn't work out. I was like, what? What are you talking about? They're like, yeah, he got a big contract, but he sucks. Like, he doesn't suck. No, he's not terrible. He's a rotation guy. He's a legitimate starting point guard. He's not an amazing starting point guard, but he's legitimate. Like, he should start for one team or another. He's like best friends with Swaggy, so he's cool. I mean, that's worth everything, right? I sent you that awesome video of that interview. <laughs> Yeah, that was great. The the panel thing they had yeah. with the Lakers. I was like, how can such a terrible team be They're that entertaining? <laughs> yeah, I could watch him and Swaggy go back and forth all day. Yeah. Speaking of Swaggy, uh, the origins of Swaggy P. Can you let us know what he said? Yours yeah, it? Um, oh, yeah, when asked about that, he said that it's biblical. It's in the Old Testament. The prophet of Swag. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's legitimate, right? Yeah. So big, um, big swaggy peanut man. Swaggy prophet. <laughs> there you go. Prophet of swag. All right. Uh, we could also talk about the wonderful J.R. Smith. He's succeeding in Cleveland right now, right? Here's one of his biggest highlights. Smith, he'll take a three. Not close. They better check the uh, glass to make sure there's not a crack in it after that shot by J.R. Smith. That was awful. JR, a two of Dude, nine. Dude, he checked, bro. He did score like 28 points one game. Yeah. But he is one of Nope, no crack. It looks good. We can continue the guard. He's going to have some take where he just shoots awful. <laughs> well, I think he was like two or seven of the, like at that point or something. 
But I just like how they're like, that was, that was awful. I mean, Kobe Bryant does this shit. He's been doing it his whole career, so let's give JR a break. He shoots 40%. I haven't seen Kobe miss the rim by three feet. <laughs> I have. It was in the playoffs. I think it was against the Spurs like five years ago. Mm-hmm. Kobe airballed a fadeaway three. Brought our test, caught it as an alley oop, and like shot it for the game winning. Oh yeah, bucket. but that was a game like that was a force a, a Kobe force up. Kobe this was with shots. like eight seconds on the shot clock in the middle of a quarter. LeBron does it. LeBron still airballs jump shots. Yeah, but that was that was bad. That was bad. It was <laughs> you could hear the thud off the backboard. <laughs> <laughs> that was awful. Trying to trying to defend him. Not good. There's no defending J.R. Smith. That backboard got the pipe. He's still capable of scoring 25. <laughs> uh, on a given night. Not a, not a night. On a given night. <laughs> All right. We can talk about the odds for uh, the NBA championship right now. Uh, for some reason, do you know when the date this was? It was on... I just found this, like, today. Okay, so it was probably it's within the, within the within the week. Yeah. Uh the Spurs are still the number one odds, and then the Bulls are second, and we both theorized it was because the East is weak, so most likely to get to the finals means they'll have high odds. Um, and then the Dubs are third. Uh, and then we have the Oklahoma City. I don't know why the Thunder is so high. Well, there's a lot of teams kind of clumped together there. Well, Cleveland's still pretty high. They're 10, Cleveland's way too high. 10%. Then it drops down to, what is it, 6 six, seven? Six and 7? 6 7 5, yeah. So they're kind of clumped together in Oklahoma City, the Clippers, the Mavericks, Rockets. Oh, the Clippers are the worst. Let's talk about, yeah, we'll finish this and I'll talk about how the teams I hate watching. But the Clippers, they shouldn't be that high. They're not that good. The Mavericks are really high. Why are the Mavericks higher than the Hawks? I don't know. The Hawks are getting no respect. You're talking about the Doves getting no yeah, respect. Yeah, right. right. And the Hawks aren't getting a lot of respect, especially for a weak Eastern Conference. Right. Like, if they don't have, you think they can't beat the Cavs, but say they don't even have to face the Cavs. The Vols beat them in the second round or something, and then they get to face Kevin, the Vols. I would, I don't know, I would hate to do this as odds maker for Vegas because the Cavs are, they're really, you just have no idea what to do with these guys. I, I think you. You only put them that high because people are still going to bet them with those weak odds because of LeBron, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't think. Yeah, you don't want to give them too high odds because there's, there's going to be a shitload of teams that just, or people that just drop tons of money on them, right? And then if they win, you're like, oh gosh, yes, they just broke the house, right? So I think you just because <laughs> they're a public team, you just kind of. It's probably the same with the Spurs. They're the safest pick, so a lot of these guys with big money are probably throwing. It go on the Spurs. Spurs! Go! Hawks, nobody's <laughs> betting on them anyway. No, no one's going to bet on them. I like, if the Cleveland gets their offense going... I'll have to see, because these are percentages, I need to see the actual odds they're giving. Like, if they're 100 to 1 or something, I'm, I'll put some money on the Hawks. They're not. They're probably like They're going to be like 20 to 1. That's still pretty good. That is good. I mean, you would you rather... Have, you still might want to put money. Would you rather put money on the Hawks or the Rockets? Hawks for sure. Yeah, like no question, right? There's no way the Rockets. I see the Rockets. They're not going to the survive the West. Yeah, I would put money on the Grizzlies because they're so low. Yeah, I would do that. They're, Maybe the Blazers, dude, and the Blazers. Damian Lillard is a hard out in the playoffs. Yeah, he's going to hit buckets. Kid is clutch. <laughs> it's going to be craziness. So let's talk about my least favorite teams to watch. Oh, with. actually, real quick. Yeah. So let me actually. All right. Alright, so the Clips, the Clippers are maybe the worst team to watch in basketball. Chris Paul's having a wonderful year. Everyone else on the team is horrific to watch. They're playing Matt Barnes significant minutes. The only reason I would ever watch the Clippers if they just had Bomber Cam and I could see his reactions the entire game. He had an awesome uh, dance moves to a Fer- Fergie like a releaser single and played at halftime. And then you sent me a tweet of uh, a reporter asked Matt Balmer about or Matt Barnes about Balmer's dancing. You can't have everything. You can't have money and moves. <laughs> <laughs> you have to play. Do you have the link to play the? No. Oh, his his screaming. It's not just the dance moves. He's like doing this like 
Like, ow! I don't ow. know how to explain it. <laughs> it's just. A... Oh, wait, you get a, it's a different one. There were like two ones. Like, ones where you could hear the audio of Bomber. Oh, I need to hear the it's audio. Like a, it's like a growl. It's like. <laughs> Are you sure someone didn't just fake put that in there? Oh, no, it's him. You can tell it's him. It was live. But, so while, while you're finding that, um... Yeah. I'm getting concerned for... Alright. Oh my god, how so, awful is that? Yeah. So, I'll talk about the other shitty teams. So what were you saying? Uh, the Thunder, I think, need to start worrying about making the playoffs. Mm-hmm. They're not winning, and they're both back. The Suns just, they just picked up Brandon Wright. Mm-hmm. So they made a little bit of an upgrade. Not a huge one, but. I love Brandon Wright. We all know this. They got two and a half game lead on the Thunder. <laughs> uh-huh. And they've been not healthy. They've so not been great. Reggie's on the trading block at this point, which is why I picked him up in fantasy, because I got a feeling he's on his way out. Who would he go to? Because he's a free agent, right? He's going to be a free agent, yeah. So they need to. Try to get something for him, probably. Where would he go? Who wants him? Reggie's good. Reggie's going to be a good point guard. I know, but I'm I, trying to think what team... I think there's a lot of teams that want him. What team needs a starting point guard right now? He's young, so... Because he's not going to go to the Celtics because they have Smart and Bradley. Well, no, but there's a lot of teams that could probably... I mean, any team He's not going to the Sixers because the he's Sixers be don't want than... players. <laughs> Probably better than Smart. I would take him over Smart. Well, I think they. I think the Celtics just want to. The, the Celtics don't have extra picks to give out for. Rich. <laughs> I don't know. This is too. Deep. I don't know who needs a point guard. I have to go look. But. Well, I'm just trying to think, just off the, off the top of my head. There's no. I don't. Do you, I guess the Pelicans maybe. Oh yeah, Pelicans for sure. Get up, but I don't know if would they want to trade from Pel- that's like one of their competitors for the playoff spot the Suns probably need like a six point guard <laughs> <laughs> Mo Williams 50 points the Kings did I, you see that you Mo can't... Williams just put up 50 on, on your fantasy team explain for me do you have Mo Williams yes oh my goodness <laughs> what Mo Williams I got him because Rubio's out or whatever so he plays all these minutes Oh my god. What bullshit. <laughs> that pretty much just sealed the week, probably. There's not a ton of games this week. No. Yeah. Um, so, where were we? The Kings could probably use an upgrade. Who is their point guard in there? Um, Carlson? Oh, yeah. Come on. Team up Boogie with Reggie. Boogie! Does Boogie want him, though? It's all, it's all about if Boogie wants him. Oh, Mo Williams scored 52 points. The game's not even over. Great. He's going for 80. Shit, game's on. He's actually on ESPN 2 again. Um, so, yeah. He can go somewhere. Um, but So, Oklahoma City. Uh, who's in 10th? How far are the Pelicans back? That's all I wonder. They are in 10th place. Yeah. New Orleans Pelicans are in 9th. Well, they're, they're tied for 9th. Okay. Because the Pelicans can make a run, too. It basically comes down to Phoenix and the Thunder. One of them is going to make the playoffs. Pels aren't making the playoffs. By the way, after seeing how cheaply Brandon Wright was traded, are you kind of upset that the Cavs traded two first-rounders for Miles Goff? No, because Brandon Wright basically gives them a better version of Tristan Thompson. Except he has has better rim protection. And he's the perfect pick and roll guy. That's all the route wants to do. They need a he's better than Mozgov in every way. He's not as big as Mozgov, is he? Like he's seven foot something. We'll see. I don't know. Maybe I think they're going to regret it because Brandon Wright was gotten for a lot cheaper. It's two. Yeah, they gave up two late first rounders. But yeah, they're always a crapshoot anyway. You don't know what you're going to get. This is true. The Cavs needed a player. I don't. I mean, I don't know if I could say. 
who who knew that the Celtics were going to trade away Brandon Wright? Right well, they weren't him. playing him, which was weird. I was like, why aren't you playing this guy? But They wanted good. Moscow. Anyway. They wanted somebody that he was linked to. So I think it could work out. It could help yeah. the locker room out with Blatt. <laughs> Get a European guy in there. A guy that trusted. At least he's got but, one guy oh, that cause, trusts him. Oh, because he played, he was coached coach Russia, right? Yeah, he coached the Russian national team. Yeah, it makes sense to me. So I think this word, he really wanted, he's been trying to get Moscow for a long time. So, like I was saying, the Clippers are terrible to watch. I hate watching them. Um, the Knicks are unbearable. Oh, they're terrible. They're unbearable. They're worse than the 76ers. I just, I'm just, I just quote Rodman every time I see them on TV. Like it's just triangle. It's not hard. It's a triangle. <laughs> um, the other team who's playing better, but I still, I don't like the way they play at all now, is um, the Charlotte Hornets. Are awful. Like, there's no Big Al who I like watching play, and no Lance who I love watching. Dude, Kemba. But Kemba's going off and winning them games. It's awesome. But it's not fun to watch. She's crushing for my fantasy. Team. It's just like watching a tiny LeBron just like shoot all the buckets. Uh, Lance is coming back this week. Have you heard? Mm-hmm. So that uh, I want to see what he does because he was playing terrible. Oh. Yeah, and then the other team that's terrible to watch is the Pacers. Just because there's nothing offensively enjoyable about the team. Hibbert? <laughs> <laughs> the only thing enjoyable is when they miss so badly. Like, Chris Copeland is, like, their biggest offensive threat. as like, a, a guy shooting threes. Yeah, and they they don't play him enough. <laughs> no, they don't. Um, they refused to play him against the Heat, and he was just crushing them when he came in. Yeah, I don't understand it. Like, he'll crush, and they'll be like, no, you're out. You missed a defensive Logo. rotation. Vogel can't game plan for Corver because he doesn't want to play. I mean, they're in games threats. because of Vogel, but they're never going to be a top team because of Vogel. He's like a poor man's tips. Yeah. Um, is there any teams that you hate watching that I did not list? Nope, because I only watch teams I like watching. Well, I mean, you could even watch teams <laughs> versus your team, like no, I love, Utah. I love watching... The Warriors crush everyone. So <laughs> I, lo- I love it when they play the Sixers. I don't mind watching the Sixers play. At least they, they work hard. KJ McDaniels is awesome to watch. I just like watching Oracle explode when... When they go on a barrage of three. Brothers get going. That place rocks, man. Yeah. Uh, so the next thing uh, we got to talk about, I think, is... Uh, do you want to talk about KG is a fake tough guy and headbutted Dwight Howard, so he's got suspended. Who better than Dwight, though, to headbutt? <laughs> no one. No one better. Dwight's asking for it all the time. Um, so we'll talk about your Dukies who are currently on. Losing again after getting flushed by NC State. Dude, NC State beat the shit out of Duke. Big time. Yeah? Wasn't even close. So I didn't see any of the game. Like, what? What? Why was Duke so poor? This is well. This is they've been playing like ever since they beat Wisconsin. Their offensive flow has just completely disappeared. Mm-hmm. I mentioned on the last podcast they're playing through Okafor on almost every possession, but teams are double and triple teaming Okafor. Is he? He's not able to pass out of it yet, and he's having a hard time passing out. They're not getting open threes. Their offensive flow is just terrible. And so, their defense has regressed back to last year's level where they're just pathetic on defense. How would you change their offense? Uh, I would stop playing every possession through Okafor because uh-huh. they have a true point guard on the team that they don't use. Basically, they throw the guard. They throw the, basically, Okafor is a point center mm-hmm. almost. He's not LeBron James. He can't make decisions like LeBron James. No. He can't throw a skip pass like LeBron James on the money. No. Sometimes he throws them into the stands. Like This is a huge problem. Let Tyus Jones run the offense because that's what he does. He's not a knockdown shooter, so we're basically taking our second-best recruit and just making him 
into it's kind of what the Cavs are doing to Kevin Love. They're limiting his game. Do they don't do any one five pick and rolls, anything simple like that. No, they throw the ball into the post and then they wait for the double team and then they turn the ball over. That's so old school. I can't believe that. It's that's what it's Coach not, K decided. It's not looking good right now because Coach K was like because Duke used to do that for a long time. And then right after the Suns did all that pace and space stuff, Coach K switched to like a very similar like activity where they had four people around the arc, guys coming cutting through the lane and kicking it out. What changed that he's now going back just because he has an awesome post player? Yeah, I think I think it's a, well, the space and pace has killed Duke a lot because they rely on the three and then they go cold in the tournament and they get knocked out by. Well, last year, Mercer, they get knocked out <laughs> first round. So I think they're trying to play a safer strategy for the tournament. Like, uh-huh. If you play through Okafor, which I'm fine with, play through Okafor for the majority of the game, but eventually, if it's not working, you got to break into a more pace and space and just open it up to, to where Tyus Jones can make plays, Solomon can make plays. Right. We have a lot of ball hit. We have... Three point guards on the team who can handle the ball. Right. Let them run the show. Pick and, like, Jefferson's a good pick and roll guy. Yep. I don't know. They need to change with it. They're not looking good. They're not going to make it out of the ACC if they don't straighten up. Yeah, so you still have, do you have Virginia now number one? Oh, yeah, by far. Duke's yeah. not even close to Virginia at this point. They've, they went from on top to, like, middle tier in ACC. It's pitiful. Did you see Patino just said the Virginia coach is the best coach in uh, in the entire nation? Get your hand off your phone. Shit. <laughs> it could be. Yeah. I mean, they're playing pretty awesome. It's pretty incredible. Their defense is incredible. How do you guys... You guys always seem to lose Miami. I don't know what it is. Usually damn Miami, but... I don't know. Everyone's <laughs> up to play Duke. Let's remember this. Duke still Duke and Kentucky are still the teams that everyone wants to beat. Yeah, you're you're bitching about Kentucky barely winning and how they shouldn't be number one because they're barely winning. Well, but now they're still Duke winning. Duke was pulling away. Like Duke's yeah. been playing like this for a while now, uh-huh. but they've still been winning by double digits. That was a nice pass. So I wasn't as concerned because mm-hmm. they could at least make they could pull away at the end. Mm-hmm. Kentucky is taking every game to the wire. I think it's good for them in general, though. If Duke gets an offensive flow, they're they're tough to knock out. This is true. They can just score so efficiently. Yeah, well, Kentucky can't do that. But they can play defense, so they're going to straighten the game. Yeah, you're right. That's basically what it is. Like Kentucky's always going to. I don't think Kentucky is going to lose easy in the postseason just because they're going to shut teams down. And like you said, Duke has the possibility of just lollygagging out of defense. Yep. They need a Shane Battier. I think they, I think still think Duke has the highest ceiling in the NCAA. They they are starting three freshmen. I think they have the highest likelihood of reaching their ceiling. Conference. I think I think Kentucky still has the highest ceiling, but they're less likely to reach it. Kentucky, their their offense is awful, and they don't even have a lot of good offensive players. They have six rim protectors, which is why they're awesome. They're going to be like five slam a jam soon. They're just going to be dunking on everybody. Can't do that in the Dum, 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 dum. Oh, it's going to happen. Clyde the Glide, part two. They don't have a point guard. <laughs> no love for the Harrison twins. And big shots all day, every day. <laughs> but we'll see. Uh, so I think that's pretty much it. Is there anything else we didn't cover that you need to cover? That's all I got. All right. Oh, we can talk about... Illinois State got their act together lately. They beat uh, Drake by 40 points at home and then went on the road and beat Missouri State by 20 points. So that's... They needed that win. That's pretty good. The Missouri State when they needed big time. Yeah. Drake is awful. Drake is terrible, terrible. But beating beating bad teams by a lot of points is good. I was concerned about the Missouri State game, so the, that was a good win. Yeah, they crushed them. Uh, and then... Uh, I think tomorrow they play Indiana State and Indiana State, so they need that one because they lost on the last second bucket at home. That would be a huge win, too. Yeah. So they win. 
that and impressively they've played a lot better and I don't know why like so the Drake game they didn't have Reggie Lynch or Akum Purcell or Teddy Hawkins and then Reggie and, and Dap came back for the Missouri State game and they controlled the whole game and Akum Purcell didn't even play well he went like two of nine from the field or something like terrible but it's fine because he's He's an actual offensive option that knows how to get to the lane and stuff like that. But they're hitting threes. They're playing crazy good defense. They finally moved a man away from that stupid zone, and they're playing really well. Uh, they're making me excited, Wes. They're making me excited that they're going to be a good team, I think. So we're going to see them play Bradley on Saturday. Uh, they should win that by 30 points, but yep. we'll see. It's a, it's a rivalry game, so it's supposed to be closer. But there, I think there's going to be two teams from the Missouri Valley that get bids into the tournament. Uh-huh. And, well, I guess one at large. If ISU can knock off Wichita at home and beat Northern Iowa, they play them twice? Yes. They could sweep it's Nor- a round robin. At, for if team. they could sweep Northern Iowa, they're going to be in the tournament. You think so? That they I have mean, to win those three games to get because Northern Iowa right now has a command of that second spot, and they're top twenty-five team right now. So they got to sweep Northern Iowa. I think even I think the Missouri Valley has a chance for three teams, but it's basically a third team winning the tournament. Like, two oh, teams yeah. having yeah, at large and a third Northern, team and Northern get the because Wichita's beatable this year. They're beatable. They could win the tournament, but I, I still think they could sweep Northern Iowa. And make a run for that large. I think, especially because Old Dominion's playing really well. Uh, and then their loss to Indiana State doesn't look so bad because Indiana State hasn't lost in conference yet. This is the best shot they've had of making the tournament in a long time. <laughs> Not a long time. I mean, in a while. Uh, I think it's got to be a long time, right? Well, uh, so Jenks last year, they were second ranked in the NIT. And they just they just missed it because they started off slow, and then Nick oh, Nick Moore yeah. went crazy. Yeah, last well they choked their ass off. It was the it was the year game. before Louisville. Oh okay. And then a Nick Moore Nick Moore transferred, so then we didn't have a point guard again. But yeah, so or maybe I should say this is probably the best team they've had. In the I think so. They're, they look really good. They. They looked really different against Missouri State than they did against VCU or any team where they're like, how are they still in this game? Because maybe they can pull an upset even if they make the tournament. That's what would be exciting. We don't want to see them make the tournament. No, I want to see them... I want to see them pull an upset over the, a four seed. Well, I think if they make the tournament, it's possible they're even a ten seed or something. Knock off UNC? Crush, crush, crush. I think they can beat anyone. Like, I don't think they will beat anyone, but I think they could. Not do Duke's gonna be like. I've seen like, Duke lose to Mercer. They're gonna be like and the Lehigh and. <laughs> All right, and uh, we're we think we're gonna come up with a new ending to the podcast, and uh, let's listen to the celebrating Indiana Colts here. Rolex work, diamond ring work. Give me two claps and a red flag. Woo!